You know, it's interesting how our world has become this never-ending race for success and fortune. But in the midst of all these profitable agendas, we seem to have stumbled upon a strange contradiction here. <laughs> We're more connected than ever before with technology and screens around us, yet we've never felt more alone. It's like there's a paradox at play here, and unfortunately there's a hidden crisis that quietly is spreading among us. It's a condition that affects more than 264 million people of all ages. It's making it one of the leading causes of disability worldwide. What is it? You may have already guessed. Depression. You know, it's a real wake-up call when we realize that even with all the incredible advancements in technology, we're still lacking something essential in our lives. We need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture here, considering the delicate balance between our mind, body, and spirit. And it's only by recognizing and embracing this holistic approach that we can truly overcome the grips of depression and reconnect with our true humanity of who we really are. Hey, it's Susan, and welcome to the Meditative Shift Podcast, where we attend to the holistic lifestyle practices in optimizing mind-body balance. This week, I went through our viewers' comments from the podcast, Riding the Wave of Depression, so I thought to continue on this theme here today. And the major comments revolved around getting out of the lull of feeling despondency accompanied by fatigue, both mentally and physically. So I ask, can we actually counter the feeling of being depressed by changing our habits of eating, thinking, and doing? Or are we destined to remain in a place of suffering? Depression is certainly not a new phenomena to the world. In fact, depressive symptoms have been experienced by humans for countless years, and it seems to be a common tendency of the mind to harbor fear, disturbance, and distraction. This was known to the ancient masters. In fact, throughout history, various ancient traditions have provided us with the valuable tools to train our mindset, enabling us to accept transcend and overcome the obstacles that hinder us from experience the true purpose of life, joy and happiness. In our present times, depression has taken the spotlight as the leading cause of disease burden worldwide, as I mentioned earlier. This is especially evident now, given our food chain is adulterated, the social and economic unrest that we experience, lack of trust in our societal foundation, addictive relationships with our devices, all of this generates uncertainty and fear about the future. Keep in mind that the effects of depression are not limited by socioeconomic or educational status. It affects people of all walks of life. Despite the availability of an increasing number of pharmaceutical treatments, with new varieties regularly entering the market, the problem of depression persists and even continues to rise. It's clear that solely relying on medical intervention is really not solving the issue. So we really need to understand the origins of depression and create an effective solution for it. When it comes to unraveling the root causes of depression and finding ways to detoxify our minds and bodies, 
many, many explanations have emerged, and each offer valuable insights into the complex condition. The commonly held belief in medical science, Western medical science, is that depression is primarily a result of imbalances in brain chemistry, which can be addressed through medication as a chemical solution. While these approaches can sometimes be beneficial, studies have actually shown that despite the development of new drugs, the problem of depression still persists. So this raises the question of whether there might be more to depression than just chemical imbalance. Instead of viewing depression as an external enemy or a pathogen that needs to be eradicated, it's important to approach it with a different perspective. We need to understand the underlying causes of depression within ourselves and what is it really trying to communicate about our lives and our thoughts. You see, depression can be seen as a symptom of a really deeper issue, similar to how pain alerts us that there's an underlying problem in our bodies. Can depression bring further awareness to our lives? Well, we can see that it can. Depression can actually serve as a message indicating that something is unfulfilling or fundamentally wrong in our lives. It may be a sign that we need to make a significant change in who we are or how we navigate in the world. It can point us uh, to shift in our daily routines and how we use our time. In addition, depression can have us access a spiritual dimension by moving us in the direction of meditation practice and connecting us to deeper values. Without these, we may feel empty, depleted, devoid of our sense of worth. Our depression may also reveal that we have become overly reliant on external circumstances or external sources of happiness. I can attest to that. Like, if only I had a partner or a better job, someone who understands me, where I feel appreciated. It can go on and on and on when our desires bring us outward and they're not fulfilled. That's the major cause here. By looking at depression and the possibilities of what it can offer by way of evaluating our current situation, meaning the health of our body, how we think and interact with our environment, and how we get our vitality, externally or from deeper sources within us. When we have an open mindset, we can explore the root cause and make a transformative change in our life. But this really involves delving into the inner self, our really deep core, examining our habits and values, and cultivating new habits and practices that actually nourish our spiritual well-being. It's through this holistic approach that we can begin to understand and address depression beyond a mere chemical imbalance, opening the door to true healing and growth. I've explored the offerings of Ayurvedic medicine and traditional Chinese medicine, which have provided profound perspectives when we look at depression, as well as many other things, of course. And according to the principles of traditional Chinese medicine, mental and emotional issues, including depression, stem from imbalances or blockages in the internal organs and pathways within our bodies. These imbalances often manifest 
as distinct patterns related to the energy flow in the liver, spleen, kidneys, which are all interconnected. Now, our mind and body are one, as I always mention. So what goes on in the mind, our thoughts, can affect our liver, spleen, and kidneys, and vice versa. Commonly observed patterns of depression include liver energy key stagnation. This is from a a traditional Chinese medicine perspective. Energy key deficiency in the spleen, energy key deficiency in the kidneys, internal heat, and heart blood deficiency. Among these patterns, liver energy key stagnation stands out as the most prevalent. I'm now working on uh, with a, a group of people in midlife, especially women. That's where my priority is right now with their health. And liver key stagnation is very, very prevalent, especially during midlife. Because the liver's vital role is to ensure the unhindered flow of blood, bodily fluids, and energy through the body. And that supports the optimal functioning of other organ systems. Described as the general of the army in a classical traditional Chinese medicine text, the liver's guidance profoundly influences our physical and emotional well-being. And disruptions in this flow of liver key can actually lead to the occurrence of depression. So depression can be understood as a result of an impaired liver key flow, creating a state of stagnation within the body. And so to address it, it becomes crucial to explore the methods and practices that promote the restoration of a healthy liver or a healthy liver function and smooth flow of energy. So we then embark on our journey towards detoxifying or cleansing, two different uh, things here, our bodies and minds, ultimately alleviating the burdensome weight of depression. So put simply, when the liver's function is compromised, it sets off a chain reaction affecting the overall harmony of our bodily systems. And stressors do accumulate over time, and those stressors play a significant role in disrupting the liver's balance leading again to stagnation and hindered flow within our bodies. And that stagnant energy gives rise to a sense of low energy or vitality at the physical as well as the psychological level. So it causes a deficiency in what is known as what I term vital energy, which stems from dysfunction of multiple physiological systems within the body. So we must overcome that grip of depression that permeates our lives. And there are several proactive steps we can take. And by focusing on aspects like diet, movement, rest, massage, stress reduction, and actually the elimination of dietary and emotional toxins, as well as creating a vision for ourselves, we can really begin to alleviate its effects. And in light of these lifestyle factors, I've categorized depression into three main symptoms And this is going to be characterized by Ayurvedic medicine. So let's explore them. The first one is depression is characterized by when we have a debility and nervous exhaustion. And that type of depression is accompanied by worry, restlessness, insomnia, feelings of being ungrounded. Because not all depression is the same, okay? We don't want to treat everyone as the same. Everyone's unique. And that's why I'm putting it into these uh, different buckets, if you will, categories. So if your, you know, if your depression is accompanied by worry, restlessness, insomnia, feeling ungrounded, it may be uh, 
have elevated levels, let's say, of stress hormones, cortisol, and that's pushing ourselves beyond the limit of, and we feel overwhelmed. While that's not an official medical diagnosis, it's often considered a combined uh, happening of anxiety depressive disorder in psychiatry. There's a strong tendency to ruminate and the inability to quiet the mind. In Ayurveda, we have this type is associated with an air imbalance. Individuals with this profile may experience deep depression resulting from energy and nervous exhaustion, as I just mentioned. They might also exhibit manic depressive tendencies with frequent up and downs. So to address this type of depression, it's actually crucial to establish a grounding, warming, and calming regimen incorporating good nutrition, relaxation techniques, oil massage, and meditation as the key principles for restoring balance. And here are a few specific recommendations for this type of depression. As I mentioned, opt for well-prepared warm foods rather than cold foods. Practice a daily self-foot massage using warm oils. You could do that before you go to bed, actually, or right after a shower. Consider adaptogenic herbs that can help you restore balance. Spend time in nature every day. Aim for at least 15 to 30 minutes of some kind of physical postures. People call it yoga, asana, uh, followed by a little bit of meditation if you're just getting started. Uh, having a systematic practice in meditation is essential for addressing any concern that you may have. And you can actually, with these suggestions, regain your equilibrium, I would say, in 40 days. Six weeks, it usually takes 40 days, let's say, for the brain to rewire, to set a new groove so that you have a new habit. And you'll see fantastic results, but you must stick with it. It's not a quick fix. The second type of depression is characterized by excess agitation, frustration, and being impulsive, impulsivity. In this case, the inability to achieve personal goals or you're facing obstacles triggers is the onset of depression. And some of these might blend with each other. I know they blend with me, the ones that I'm talking to you about today. It often, it often accompanies feelings of anger. And in terms of Ayurveda, this type of depression is associated with a heat imbalance in the liver. So it's worth noting here that individuals with a diagnosis of bipolar disorder or tendencies along the bipolar spectrum may be more prone to be in this, having this condition. To address this type of depression, it's essential to focus on cooling and soothing approaches. Incorporating forgiveness, very difficult, especially of the self, of ourselves compassion, and the use of cooling herbs. Cooling herbs, uh, I don't want to really talk about that because everyone's individual, but you can work with a healthcare provider on that. But there are cooling herbs and they can be very beneficial. Aloe is very cooling, for example, and they sell that over the counter. But not everybody needs aloe, that's my point. Other mechanisms in which you can deal with this type of depression, let me give you some uh, key points that you can start right away. Engage in slow restorative yoga. Instead of doing asana and a lot of movement, we want to do restorative poses, say 20 to 30 minutes daily. Avoid hot yoga on all costs and vigorous exercises. 
Dedicate 20 minutes to daily meditation, preferably in a natural setting. Spend time walking by an ocean or a lake, a body of water. Water has a cooling effect. Increase alkalinity in your body through green drinks, salads, and fresh vegetables. Incorporate cooling foods, fresh fruits, maybe some smoothies in your diet for those that like to make smoothies. Avoid spicy foods. The issue is when we have so much heat, many of us who have experienced that happen to like spicy foods, but we must avoid spicy foods. We don't want to be, we don't want to disrupt that, that balance again, producing even more issues around heat. And also refrain from alcohol during the healing process and exercise, you know, your levels of awareness afterward and see what it feels like because alcohol is acidic and tends to aggravate the heat element within our own body. It's, it's a digestive aid, right? If we do it in small quantities, but it produces heat. You have to be very careful. And I, as I mentioned, consider consuming some aloe vera juice. It's cooling and it does have anti-inflammatory properties. I like to use the whole plant, the whole, uh, the whole plant. I don't like extracts of it. And, uh, it can have an effect on an indirect effect, of course, on depression. If inflammation is playing a role, follow these cooling principles and soothing principles, and you might have less agitation, frustration. Uh, you might find some relief and you might restore some balance. Again, you can work with somebody that you trust if you feel you want a little bit of guidance, but if you want to work with yourself and you don't need that, by all means, I'm giving you a few uh, ideas and habits to get started. The third type of depression is characterized by lack of movement, lethargy, and overweight. This chronic and heavy form of depression is associated with symptoms such as increased sleep, poor motivation, despondency, and the presence of toxicity in the body. In Ayurveda, we call that ama. And it's the most common and long-lasting type, primarily due to its inherently slow-moving nature. Individuals with this type of depression benefit from physical and mental stimulation to counteract the stagnation they experience. So to address this type of depression, the treatment approach focuses on increasing movement here, reducing toxicity and enhancing our vitality. And there are some science backed recommendations to consider practice 30 minutes of yoga daily and emphasis on the sun salutations. You've seen that in many of my books that I've uh, written. You can find that in the feeling good matters book, especially I pointed out every morning sun salutations. Engage in 30 minutes of outdoor exercise daily, gradually increasing intensity from gentle to moderate levels. Regularly spend time in nature at least once a week. Increase your consumption of fresh vegetables in your diet while reducing processed foods and sugars, including again, I have alcohol here, which can act as a depressant. Here, you're gonna opt for warm spicy meals and minimize the intake of cold foods and the smoothies. So you have to kind of know yourself. And again, if you need some guidance with that, there are plenty of good healthcare providers. If you need recommendations, you can contact me and I can show you how to go look for that in your community, or you can do virtual online. Incorporate pungent and warming herbs like ginger, cardamom, tulsi, 
cinnamon to promote digestion and circulation. You could also consider, in this case, incorporating fresh squeezed vegetable juice into your routine for detoxification. Another way is to consume ginger tea in the morning and evening. And you can do that by just cut it and boiling two to three inch piece of fresh ginger, organic ginger, and steep it for about 20 minutes. It's very helpful. So by implementing these recommendations, you can also use herbs, of course, that promote uh, movement and will actually help uh, lift, uh, you know, lift function like for thyroid activity, etc. By implementing these, though, we can actually stimulate the bodies and minds to come back into harmony and balance. There's one other thing, and I would say this for anyone, but avoid binge-watching excessive internet use and uh, if you're more of the last lethargy, the sedentary activities. But anyone should avoid binge-watching and excessive internet use. In fact, I believe that this whole technology internet uh, movement has actually hijacked our minds. And it's really time now to cut it while we can, if it's not too late, and really get back into being a human being and enjoying life. So these are some of the things that we can do uh, to really get ourselves out of that depressive mode. Again, you want a clean house, you want to have your bed made, you want to bathe, you want to get dressed daily, just and set a commitment for social interaction one to three times a week. And that's sometimes difficult since this whole COVID thing has happened. We've, it's very, there's a big change in this social interaction that has taken place. You want to take action though, to promote vitality. It's essential. And let's not forget a spiritual perspective is really important. It's an important aspect when we're addressing a holistic health uh, program for detoxing depression. It encourages a shift from relying solely on external solutions to recognizing and working with our internal forces for achieving good health. Continuously depending on external solutions will lead us to a deeper sense of depression over time. So we need to work with ourselves. And many of us, many individuals, I should say, lack the energy to explore their internal resources and opt for a quick, easy solution. We need energy to do this. I'm now working on my Vital Energy Reset program, should be available in the next couple of weeks, because we need the energy to be working with this. Because when we don't have the energy, we have low mood, and we have a diminished effectiveness, and even antidepressants, if we take them, they're not gonna work. They're not gonna be as effective. And because we have lack of energy to function optimally, and it leads to all these consequences. So to overcome depression, it's essential to affirm our, our higher self. We meet our internal guide, as I talk about in the meditative shift, and not allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by these complexities and all these distractions in the world. We can engage in service work for others, particularly those facing more challenging life situations. That could be a very powerful remedy for depression. And Additionally, declutter your physical environment, such as your room, your house, and it really helps with decluttering our mind. They go hand in hand.
which we know that it's all part of the same, the same uh, energy field. Moving towards inner peace and protection through practices like the meditative shift can facilitate healing and provide solace. And participating in live or online monthly sessions and community gatherings can be a valuable step in this direction. So just keep all of these points in mind. We can change our life. We can step into a new paradigm of vitality and well-being. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Meditative Shift podcast, which is now available on YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube because I'd like to eventually move everything over to YouTube. It just makes the flow a lot easier and supports the community and it supports the channel. You could also visit SusanTaylor.org to connect there for additional resources and information. And again, thank you for listening.